When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. Well, that's indeed what it is, my young friend. Three games in the NHL tonight. Blue Jackets lead the Jets 2-0 early in the second. Late in the second period, Predators up 2-0 on the Islanders and a game which has featured a couple fights. Jeff Merrick was telling you about them. Senators and Rangers now 1-1 in the first minute of the third period. The Raptors trail the Nets with about seven minutes left in the third quarter. Brooklyn up 77-59 in that game. And, uh, of course, the Oilers and the Canadians tomorrow on 6.30, Chad, 3.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 5, and uh, the Canadians are one of the surprising stories this season. To tell us why, from Global Montreal, it is Brian Wild checking in. Brian, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Oh, thank you for the welcome. I am doing uh, sensationally. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens are way better than expected and way more entertaining than expected. I thought this was going to be, Reed, uh, just a year that it would just be 82 games of boredom. So this is just fantastic. Well, to me, that's one of the stories of the season. Like, maybe the headline is Montreal Canadiens, not a doormat. And you're right. <laughs> yeah. and, and Brownie and I were talking about it last night. I mean, obviously, we're not like you where we've seen every Canadians game, but when we have them on or, you know, they're the first half of a doubleheader before the Oilers are on. And Rob and I have often said, like, they're fun to watch. Even if they don't get the, the victory, they play, play games that have a lot of action and some of their guys are dangerous. Their, their record is perfectly respectable at this point. What's a, what's a key or two for you that's allowed them to hang right in there so far? Well, when you mentioned that, uh, that they're fun to watch, one of the sentences that head coach Martin St. Louis repeats all the time is, I want them to play free. I want to teach them how to play free. He likes to say uh, a sentence that goes a little bit like this. Uh, um, I don't teach them to play with the puck. That's the present. I teach the four others that don't have the puck. That's the future. And so, uh, you know, he, he's really a cerebral coach. And when he says he wants them to play free, it means that defensively you get some errors, um, but offensively you get some fun. And so it's allowed Kirby Dak to basically start to live up to the potential that made him the third choice overall and make that trade look like an absolute theft. Uh, It's allowed Cole Caulfield, who was struggling under Dominic Ducharme and getting, you know, press boxed, to suddenly be a guy on pace for 46 goals. And it's allowed Nick Suzuki to continue to develop. Uh, So you have those three to form one line that is, you know, statistically one of the best lines in the league in terms of points. And then you got the kid from Edmonton coming home, um, who's been sensational, Caden Gooley. And so those have been the keys. 
that one line and four rookie defensemen not looking like rookie defensemen. And I, I love how you summed up San Luis' attitude. And that's really incredible, Brian, because let's face it, that move last year was an eye roller to say mm-hmm. the least, perhaps one that was openly mocked and laughed at uh, on the other end. Yeah, peewee coach. Yeah. Peewee coach, right? Yeah. Where do you coach now? Uh, well, I'm coaching some peewees. Oh, okay. Good, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, we got a lot of peewee coaches in our town. Why'd you take a foreigner if you were looking for a peewee coach? <laughs> Just head down to the Doug Harvey Arena in a neighborhood. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Working out though. So is he is he focused on the attitude over the tactics, or is that uh, downplaying maybe his tactical knowledge of the game? Oh no, he's very tactical. Yeah, he's very tactical. Um, but he is also very supportive too. You know, I mean, it's just it's just really interesting to listen to him speak. Like, um, you know, I, I, a lot of my years were under uh, Claude Julian who, you know, I got a ton of respect for, and he was really super to me through the years. Um, but he was old school in terms of, like, if you made a mistake, then you were going to ride the pine, and, and and that was it for you for a while. But, like, Martin St. Louis, for instance, Caden Gooley had a, a big uh, gaffe early in the season um, where he just lost the puck. It's just something that happens, right? And so we, earlier in the year, were, like, getting ready to question, thinking, okay, well, we're just going to pounce here, right? You know, we're just going to bounce on this rookie and, and get some really solid sound bites about <clears throat> how hard it is for kids to develop. And, you know, he immediately said, I'm not going to criticize him for that. I mean, that that's a one-off. Whatever happened to him isn't going to happen to him again. I walked up to him instead and said, uh, listen, kid, we get unlucky when we play the game. You know, and I'm still using Martin St. Louis' voice here. I hope it's clear. And <laughs> so don't worry about it. And just press on and like he didn't miss the shift and he grew in confidence. So yeah, like he's cerebral in terms of tactics, but you you know, there's a scenario where you lay out too that also he's really a player's coach and he helps them to flourish with the attitude that he brings. So I, I've never been more impressed with a coach actually. And that's, you know, I've been doing this 40 years. Wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah, geez, that's amazing. Yeah, they should be terrible, Reed. You know, they've got one. No, but seriously, they should be terrible, right? I mean, I think eventually when it's all said and done, uh, they're still in a rebuild phase and they're going to trade some guys and they'll eventually get to terrible, I think. Uh, But right now they're two games over 500, which is around where you guys are. And you've got Connor McDavid. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, they're they're really punching above their weight class right now, and I don't know how long it's going to last, but uh, for what they've achieved, I think a lot of it has to go to what the coach is getting out of. Like, they've got four rookies on the blue line. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster in the NHL. Yeah. Not what's happened so far. Yeah. Yeah, that is amazing. That's a good point. Brian Wild joining us from Global Montreal, talking about the Montreal Canadiens. Yuri uh, Slavkovsky, the somewhat surprised first overall pick, I guess, depending on who you talk to from uh, the summer. How's he been playing? 
Well, you know, the funny thing is, like, his strength, of course, is his shot. But right now he's not shooting a lot because he's deferring. You know how rookies are, and when they defer, they like, oh, I got a chance here, but, you know, I'm a rookie, and those guys with me are veterans, and I better just pass it to Josh Anderson, and he could miss. So uh, he defers a lot on the shot, and it needs to shoot a lot more. The other night, he must have five clean looks, and he didn't shoot on all on any of them. Um, also, he, he had an opportunity to play the right point, and he crawled up the half wall, and he had a couple where he was getting a, a pass, and he could have one time for a 30-footer with a screen, which could have been successful. And both times, he looked to go cross-seam on a pass, and that can't be his game. Um, Last night in Calgary, he showed blazing speed and beat Rasmus Anderson uh, on about a 100-foot race to the goal, which really is shocking because he's, you know, he's a flame defender with, with some wheels. So that was really surprising because I didn't think he had that straight-line speed. And he got off a good shot that hit the post, so that was great. And the weird thing, Reed, is the guy's 6'4", uh, maybe 6'3", I'm not sure exactly, about 230. And you know what the weakest part of his game is? It's puck battling. He loses all of the puck battles. He has no idea because when he was younger, I mean, he just hit off all these junior kids, you know, like four inches smaller, like flies. You know, he just bat them away like they were little toys and children because they were. And now he's up against adults and he's realized that he's never had to actually learn how to win a puck battle against men. And so what he does is he separates himself from the puck way too much. He's got a long stick. He thinks he can just win it with an arm or, a, a, you know, a shoulder. And he's not getting his torso into any puck battles and he loses all of them. But on the overall, um, he might be the right choice. Like when it was made, Reed, I thought it was the wrong choice. Uh, I really thought Shane Wright is, was the right choice. I'm about 50-50 now. Uh, he's been better than I expected. All right. And I'll end on a bit of a lighter note, Brian. Arbor Jackeye. Wi-Fi, yeah. best nickname yeah. of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best nickname of all time. Absolutely. Um, kid can throw them, eh? What's that? <laughs> the kid can throw them. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Can, yeah. Oh, he can yeah. throw punches. He's uh, <laughs> he's the he's a hell of a fighter. I'm really looking forward to um, seeing how he fares in the long run because I think the big boys – I want a piece of him because he's uh, he's trying to cut in on their reputation. He's pretty good at finding uh, the net with his shots too. He's been you know one of those four rookies that's been a crazy surprise. Just uh, we'll see how it goes um, because I think Connor McDavid is you know going to try to do some exposing of those rookies. I'm really looking forward to to the contest. Yeah, well, it's always uh, it's always fun when the Canadians come through town because we're going to get the chanting going back and forth. I think some fans. Mm -hmm decide who they're cheering for about halfway through the second period, depending on how the game is going. Uh, you know, <laughs> That's, right. Still, still, That's right. Still some, uh, you know, old school Canadians fans who are uh, newer school Oilers fans, I suppose is how I'll put it. So it's always a fun night. Hey, thanks for fitting me in, Brian. I know there's a lot going on, but uh, enjoy the game tomorrow, man. And I hope we can talk again soon. All right. Thanks for asking me. Brian Wilds from Global Montreal. Really interesting stuff there, especially on Marty San Louis, I thought. Especially when he's, he said that San Luis says to players, uh, or is that philosophy is, I, I don't coach who has the puck. That's the present. I coach the four guys who don't have the puck. That's the future. I, I, I think that's, that's a really cool way to look at things. All right. 
7-16, Oilers and Canadians tomorrow. Oilers did not skate today, so uh, we'll see what's going on at the morning skate. They're going to be out there around 9-15, 9-30. Uh, Oil Kings getting ready for a big game on Sunday and uh, some really cool things going on with the Oil Kings. We'll dive into that. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Okay. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Aaron Grimes from your Edmonton Elks. The Elks have their fan appreciation sale tomorrow. Morley is going to be doing the Elks this week from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. here on 6.30, Chet, uh, from Commonwealth Stadium. So that'll be fun. Always uh, good to catch up with Aaron Grimes. He's a great interview. And uh, a lot going on with the Edmonton Oil Kings as well as we uh, move into the holiday season. Daniel Troiani is their Director of Business Operations. Daniel, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Reed. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's uh, nice to hear from you. Uh, first of all, the uh, Oil Kings partnering up with the United Way and the Coats for Kids and Families Initiative. Uh, tell us a little about, uh, about this and uh, how the Oil Kings are going to help out. Um, it's, it's one that we've, uh, I think it's just our seventh season in partnership with them. And, you know, it's one we're, we're proud of. Unfortunately, it's, you know, it sucks a little bit that it's a need, of course, but we're proud that we're able to help contribute to the cause. Um, so anyone that comes down to our game this Sunday uh, against the Regina Pats, if you bring a coat uh, or any sort of winter accessory that's new or gently used, we're going to offer you two tickets per item uh, to our New Year's Day game. So it's just an easy way for us to give back. And in the past, our fans have done a tremendous job of supporting it. Yeah, absolutely. And this Sunday's game, uh, you also have... Well, I was going to say one of the highest profile players in the league coming to town, uh, probably the highest. I don't think I'm, I'm exaggerating. Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, it, it, it's exciting to see the uh, talent that's come through the WHL in the last few years. And obviously we had it with our team and, and a lot of high picks and pretty special player, Marjani coming to town and Connor Bedard. Um, so, yeah, they're coming into town on Sunday. We have a good crowd so far and we're excited to see what uh, what it'll finish up with but it's also our family fun sunday so we're going to have a lot of activities on the concourse for the kids and it's all for 20 bucks so bring a code and you'll get yourself a couple uh free tickets to uh, to a new year's day game where we're gonna have some fireworks taking place in the post game oh nice you got the indoor fireworks going on yeah, yeah, we're doing the we're going to do the pyro show, and you know it's all cleared. We're we're excited. It's one that we've done it every year. Last year we also did it on our family day game. It's just you know it's an easy way to add a little bit of value and something exciting for you know to ring in uh, 2023. Okay, and 6:30, Chet Santa's anonymous. Teddy bear toss. Yeah. Uh, is it next Saturday already? It's it is next Saturday already. Indeed, I know we we're talking about it. Uh, just the other day with, with Angel and the Santa's Anonymous team have done a tremendous job in the city uh, in our time working with them, of course, and, and even beyond that. Uh, but, yeah, it's next Saturday evening, uh, 7 o'clock start. We're hosting our Highway 2 rivals, the Red Deer Rebels. Um, so, again, we saw some lower bowl tickets still available, very limited in the lower bowl, but we know we're going to be well into the upper bowl based on our trajectory right now. And, again, tickets for 20 bucks. come on down. Um, all the bears that are going to be thrown are going to be supporting. Tick 30, Chad 10 is anonymous. We also have the Brick that partners up with that event and selling Brickly Bears in support of the Stallers. So it's just, in, in, in on my humble opinion, it's one of the best events 
taking place in Edmonton every season. So we're uh, we're excited to host it, and you know we know the boys are already starting to figure out and maybe get some side bets as to who's going to score the goal because there does come a little bit of pride with it. Are you guys wearing the teddy bear jerseys, or is there something different for this year? Do we no, know we're yet? Gonna be wearing, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're we're going to be uh, unveiling them on Wednesday, so we have a press conference on Wednesday at noon. Uh, you know, we're going to have a uh, kind of that bear theme again is where I'll leave it. But uh, okay. it's actually one that over the over the years, the last couple seasons, it, it's been you know since it really caught fire for us in about 2018. Uh, but the the best part about it is. You can bid on a jersey on the concourse, and all the net proceeds are going to be also supporting 630 Ted Anonymous. So it's bring a bear, throw it as far as you can. I mean, I might be on the ice or a bunch of our staff, so use us as targets if you like, or you know, if there's a you know, if you want to hit one of the players. But the players get really involved. It's a lot of fun. Like they start to jump into the bears, they collect it. It's a it's a really cool engagement opportunity for the players and the fans, and got a bunch of videos that are taking place traditionally we've always had a christmas video going on so you know we try our best to entertain them that usually takes about 20 or so minutes to clean it up and best part is we have some fans that have season seats around the glass that wear helmets because they know that all the fans from the upper bowl and behind them are going to be throwing so it's it's a spectacle if you haven't seen it uh, no. Come on down to Rogers Place for 20 bucks. It'll be a great event for the family. It, it, it does look incredible, and I've been to Teddy Bear Toss games, and it's uh, it's it's something to see. And, and just to remind people, if they bring a bear, you got to have it in a bag, right? In a plastic bag. Yes, and, and we will have bags um, in the venue just in case you forget one. But um, you know, we know plastic bags are kind of going away, so we'll have to maybe pivot on that at some point in the future. Figure out Plan B, but yeah. Bring it in, in a bag because as they get thrown on the ice, if they're not in a bag, they start to collect moisture. And when they sit in the warehouse before they're able to distribute them, you know, there's just risk of them molding up. But, uh, again, they've done a great job, and, and, and we have the brick that will be transporting them that night. So, you know, and get there, get there early because in some years we've scored really early in the game, and, uh, you know, we want everyone to participate. Okay, so bring a coat uh, this Sunday at 4 and then the Teddy Bears next Saturday at 7. Exactly. Okay. Daniel, appreciate it. I'll see you around the wrinkle. I'll probably, if I don't see you sooner, I'll probably see you Wednesday at the Jersey Unveil. That'll be fun. Sounds great. I look forward to seeing you. Thanks, Reed. That is Daniel Troiani, Director of Business Operations for the Edmonton Oil Kings. They uh, do a great job with the community, and obviously they help out 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous a lot with the teddy bear toss. Aaron Grimes, Inside Sports, 630 Chet.